All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the uh, summer version of Pullman Foursquare. Sound all right? Everyone can hear? All right. So, um, as many of you know, Heidi and Jamie are off in Alaska. He's reliving his, uh, his youth as a uh, guy in Alaska. So let's keep praying for Heidi and JD and um, yeah, to uh, continue to have a great uh, family time and all that. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Jeff Feuerstein. I'm the pinch hitter. I'm the last man standing, I think, is why he got me here. Um, but, um, I'll give you my background just a little bit. And I said I was standing, and then what am I doing here? Um, <laughs> proving that I am going to mess with you. The couple disclaimers that I'll make right at the beginning, that uh, I do like to tease, and, um, I don't, but I only tease the people I love. And what have you told me, Russ, when I said that? That's right. Russ said you're a very loving man because I tease all the people that I can and I try to have a little fun with words, youngest of five boys, and like to, like to play with folks if we can. So if we tease you, it's not trying to make you feel stupid, but uh, hopefully just helping you remember something of meaning. Um, other disclaimers, they asked me to speak on 1 Corinthians 16. Angie, why don't you hand out those... Uh, Things I am a bit typecast. My day job, for those of you who don't know, I'm a money guy. I work with other people's money. And um, the uh, microphone that I'm not talking into. Is this confusing for me to have two microphones for you guys? Um, that, um, my day job is working with other people's money. And so maybe that's why I got typecast to talk about this 1 Corinthians 16 on generosity. Um, but it is a delightful thing to get to do. Um, now, let's just go right at this. How many of you like to receive gifts? Raise your hand. I figured I'd probably get pretty good participation. How many of you like to give gifts? Keep, keep the first hand up, second hand up. Okay, now you're all charismatics. Look at that. Hands up. That's great. Just in case you're wondering why I'm not sure I'm comfortable raising hands, well, you just did. Um, so uh, giving is uh, something, and it is interesting. Some people like giving more than receiving. Some people are like receiving more, but uh, hopefully we'll talk about a healthy uh, balance to all that. Um, and um, what we'd like to start with is you guys actually reading some stuff that the Bible says about generosity. It's in your hands there. There's probably not enough for everybody, and that's because I want you to pair up. Um, start reading that, and you can deviate if you like, but what I'd like you to talk about is either that scripture, we're giving you some choices here, you can either talk about that scripture, and the uh, emphasis was added by my own syllables. Um, these are not Jesus' words in red, as you might be mildly confused with, but uh, I did um, emphasize a couple things I thought are at the heart of generosity in this, but either talk about this scripture or talk about what was the favorite a favorite or notable or surprising gift, just an amazing gift in your life. If you want to go off script and just talk about some generosity that was given you, talk about the scripture or talk about just your favorite giving scripture. So is that enough flexibility? Is everyone lost? All right, go get them. So take some time, find somebody and um, read that through or talk that through. We'll give you about five, 10 minutes to, uh, to discuss that or talk through that, read through that. Ready, go. Everyone confused? You can do it. Either read through or talk through on this scripture, favorite gift you've been given, or other favorite scriptures on generosity.
First Corinthians 16. Yeah. Yeah, sorry we didn't take care of the back row. Oh, that's No, we we are short, so we'll have to share. Let me let me let me do this here. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm gonna borrow this one. You guys can share that one because somebody's one more loud. Oh, Barb, you're too quick for me. You're too quick. <laughs> well, given it shall be given. It's back. <laughs> Okay, I think that's been most of five minutes. Hopefully that didn't feel like an eternity to you, but you guys engaged pretty well, um, which is great. Um, and uh, we do want this to be interactive. I'm gonna be asking you some questions. We're gonna pipe up, and there's gonna be just one fabulous prize. There'll be only one winner who is either the most engaged or the most excited about this topic that we're talking about. It is this book that uh, some of you have already done and used. It's called The Three Colors of Ministry, Christian Schwartz. It ties into what we're talking about, but uh, well, uh, I guess I get to decide who gets it, so. Um, that's what happens when you get the mic. Um, the, um, so bottom line, it's a great book that'll teach you a lot about gifts of the Father, gifts of the Son, gifts of the Holy Spirit. Very unique book with its breadth and depth of uh, insight into how the body of Christ works. And depending on what kind of church you grew up in, you might have seen one of those three, but very few people are really balanced in all three. And, very, uh, very great book that we'll touch on just a little bit. So why talk about generosity? Well, I guess it's not all about me, but why not talk about me since I'm here? Um, I just had a birthday, which is kind of fun. Certain things, you, after a while, you're not sure you need how many more of those you need, but um, it's all good. Count upwards or backwards, birthdays are fun. And uh, I did get some fun gifts. You know, I got uh, a card that says I'm like a unicorn amongst ponies. And uh, that was nice. And um, I got um, a book on drawing that I like. I got a bottle of wine that says I'm a mischievous devil. Or no, mischievous, the Malbec was mischievous, I think. Oh yeah, no, I was gonna change the subject. <laughs> but uh, it's fun to receive those gifts and fun to be with friends who let me be my playful, goofy self, as I'm giving you a little taste of. And so that was a delightful gift to me. And. Um, whether you think of it in terms of big events like birthdays or little things or broad things, key thing to remember about generosity is this is one of the principles that is meta-narrative. 
That's the other disclaimer I'll give you. I like big words. Um, this is a fundamental principle that works across the universe, if you think about it. In fact, the universe is still expanding. God is still growing the universe. If you, I mean, ask any physics kind of guy, it's amazing how God continues to expand. But it's sort of like gravity. Meta-narrative is just one of those things that's so broad, it's easy to misunderstand or forget. And gravity's good most of the time, but how many of you have fell down? <laughs> You know, sometimes it works against you, but you know, most of the time it's much better. You've watched those guys in the spaceships floating around. It's really awkward. And uh, the key thing to remember is God has made the world in a very generous way, and he's made the world to work well with generosity. So in some sense, this is just the stream. This is just the flow. Get in it, and you're going to enjoy it. But remember, there's a lot of cross-current in the world, the flesh, and the devil to screw that up. And so it's not necessarily get in and say, oh, this is just fun. First time I gave, that was so wonderful. I'll do it the rest of my life. Uh, you might have had experiences that really burnt you. You might have had situations like, wow, that gift really was underappreciated, and I just gave my heart and soul. Um, but again, don't let that dissuade you. It is how God has wired the world. It's how God has wired you. Again, I'll tell you a little bit of my story. As a financial guy, some of my biggest, best clients, frankly, are miserable. And they got all this money, but they've never learned how to be generous. They make great clients, but it's kind of sad being with them. And some of my happiest clients aren't my biggest necessarily in terms of the zeros after the ones, um, but they've learned how to give. So it's something that I've watched uh, hundreds of times over decades now, that uh, if you get in that flow, whether it's easy or hard, uh, life will be good. So I uh, encourage you to... Just to understand, it's how God made the world. I mean, how many of you have been out driving, seeing the canola fields going by? Don't those just perk you up? Like, wow, look at that. The whole hillside is smiling at me. Um, God just does that. Whether a person thanks him or just says, sure, it's all about me and I'm beautiful. Um, I mean, God is just generous. He is kind with the way that he has blessed the world. And certainly nature uh, reinforces that. Um, and again, it's, sometimes it's hard to understand but um, be in some of those beautiful places and you'll recognize it. We've been fortunate to, uh, to be in a few of them. We were in a tropical place a few weeks ago doing our 35th anniversary. Amazing how God is so extravagant when you get in the tropics or we're over in Puget Sound with my uh, um, niece's wedding, um, which she's trumped my birthday, happened to be on the same day. Um, yeah, it really wasn't about me that day. Um, but, uh, or just, again, driving around the fields here, it's amazing how beautiful it is. Um, but a key thing about generosity, remember, when you die, how much are you going to take with you? Yeah, not much. The Egyptians tried. It's all in museums. We can see it. They didn't take it with them. Um, and how many of you know... At any funeral, again, being a financial guy, this is some of my perspective, often people are kind of hinting at this question that is often asked, well, how much did they leave behind? Um, you know, it's, most people are way too, uh, way too gracious to ask or, or subtle, but you know what the right answer is, right? All of it. Very good, Douglas. <laughs> That's right. It's very simple. They left behind all of it. Um, so um, key thing to remember, you might as well be generous. You're not taking it with you. Um, so... Hopefully you guys talked about some gifts. What's a couple of popcorn answers? What are some favorite gifts that you received? Um, yeah, Douglas, you got picked. That horn was given to me. Okay, very nice. By people in my school, coaches and teachers. Well, that's right, now you're giving it to us. That's great, yeah. Yeah, giving and receiving, that's cool. Good, who's got, yeah, Tough. Okay, all right. Musical instruments are winning. Anybody got a non-musical gift that was given? Um, yeah, Christy? Wow, very nice. All right, try to top that, guys. Um, yeah, no, Devin? We'll finish up with Devin. Nice. Well, that's good. Warm and dry from brother. Okay, one last one. Mobile home? Okay, Barb, one more. You're eager. Well, I actually have two. So I, was, I just had a birthday, too, on Wednesday. I turned 65, not a kid. Yeah.
Yeah, oh, very nice. All right, oh, very good. Yeah, these are all heartwarming, amazing stuff. Again, getting in the flow of generosity is amazing. So again, being that I uh, got the um, mic, I'll tell you a couple of my two favorite gifts. Um, one of them sitting right here, awkwardly laughing in the front row. Um, and that's my wife. And uh, I'll tell you our story. I got saved when I was a crazy college kid, came here to party, and God had a better party for me, and got radically saved, and um, life changed. Um, but this church was pretty radical. Their idea was, if you can trust a God you've never seen to go to a place you've never been, why can't you trust him to provide you a spouse? So why not skip all the junk in the dating world? And I had plenty of junk. Not that I was good at it. I was bad at it. But the point is, you know, there's a lot of mess that goes on in worldly broken relationships. So just trust God to show you the right person. And you don't have to play the field and hurt and break hearts, your own and others. Um, he can show you who the right person is. You don't have to do worldly dating is what, the way they put it. So I thought, okay, cool, this is fun. And actually, it blessed me. I got to know girls as friends. They're way lower maintenance than girlfriends. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is just fun. We just have fun together. No agenda, no stuff. It was great. Um, and uh, yet, at the end of my junior year, I started to think, well, maybe she's the one, you know. And, um, and then I happened to look out a window one day, and she was walking by, and I felt really the voice of God say to me, behold your wife. I'm like, whoa. This is scary. Um, this is amazing. And um, anyway, we our second date that we went on, I proposed. Yeah. And she said, sure. And then I thought, oh, dear God, now what? <laughs> 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 we don't really know each other in a romantic or a relational kind of way. We're just friends. But still, it made a great uh, foundation to our relationship. So she's been a delightful blessing to me. And we just celebrate our 35th anniversary, so that's God's mercy. But again, remember that current and cross-current. She's blessed me so many ways. You know, we've had four kids. She now feeds me like the four children every day. I mean, she just loves to bless the family, and um, I'm standing in for all of them. But um, at the beginning, there was that cross-current. I don't know, guys, mostly you recognize this. When you um, receive a gift... Sometimes there's a cost. It's like, whoa, freedom. Or, oh, uh, opportunity cost. Oh, I guess she is the one. It's not anyone else. Um, sometimes there's a cost. And again, it's okay to recognize. Key thing to remember on generosity is you shouldn't give anything that doesn't cost you anything, right? You know that, most of you know that scripture where David was given a freebie to give it to God and he said, no way, I'm paying for it. I'm not going to offer anything that didn't cost me anything. So um, the cost is a good thing. Um, other best gift would be staying in Pullman. Again, I was a crazy college kid. How many people are crazy enough to stay in Pullman after they graduate? A few, yeah, that's good. Because <laughs> I love scaring people with that. It's like, God could tell you to stay in Pullman. What? <laughs> um, and uh, I do remember as I graduated, you know, praying, thinking about God, where you want me to go? I'm a pretty driven, career-oriented kind of guy by nature. Had this dream of Pullman taking off like a rocket into space and I woke up and I felt like, oh, I guess God's telling you to stay here. Tried to negotiate and talk my way out of it, but really felt nothing other than peace about staying here. Um, gave up what was a pretty sweet job dad was going to give me at Boeing and other stuff that would have really fulfilled my personal aspirations to stay in Pullman and take my very first job with a college degree, literally counting blades of grass one at a time with a little cocktail straw. You cut them off with a paper cutter and you get a tweezer and go, one, write it down. It's great. <laughs> they did some statistical analysis on it. So again, it cost me something in the moment, but God has blessed me. I've now been able to travel around the world and the world comes here. You think about it, all these flags are from people that have been people represented from in this church, members or participants of this church that have come here. I've got friends from places I will probably never go and I thought, oh, I'm stuck in Pullman. No, the, God sent the world here, let alone all the places. In his sense of humor, he's allowed me to go on the corporate dime that uh, the company I ended up working for. They paid for it. So I love God's sense of humor that if you give him, I gave him that cost of my freedom, my hope. Had to stare down my dad, the 35-year Boeing guy, to say, no, God told me to stay here. That wasn't fun because um, he really wanted me to take that Boeing job. So it'll cost you something, but remember what God gives you is way better than what you think uh, you need. So in all this, a key thing to remember is a pr 
key principle is either surrender or commitment. If you really want to understand generosity, first, if you understand these things, it'll go well. And again, just like I had to surrender my autonomy, my freedom to marry this lovely lady, and I want a whole lot more than I ever thought I could imagine, or I had to give up stuff, or that day I was up at the Cub, and the guy said, all right, with every head up and every eye looking around, who's going to stand up and say, Jesus is my Lord? I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this is the time. I better do it. Um, you know, I had to make a commitment. That was their emphasis. I love that song that we sung about surrender. It's really flip side of the same coin, depending on whether you're type A or, or not, whether you see it as commitment or surrender. Um, but it's really the flip side of the same coin. If you give everything to God, he wants to give you way back more than what you think. And um, ultimately, the more you can trust God with your biggest desires, your safety, your security, all that stuff, the more you're going to be free to receive all that stuff that he has for you. Um, and we will come back to reading the scripture in a little bit here, but I'm just going to kind of ramble on some of this stuff. So again, generosity is to some degree about money. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but um, we'll talk a little bit about some of the risks. Um, now, let's talk about poor people and rich people. You can put yourself in either category if you like. You probably do, whether you're admitted or not. Um, who tends to love money more? Rich people? Yeah, most people think that. heard some person say it. I think it's probably true that, no, it's actually poor people. Um, that if you don't have it, you think, if I just got this, I, they're just in love with this idea. It's very easy to love money that you don't have because you have all these dreams and hopes that it's going to realize for you. Rich people, it's often trust, that they trust in their money, that they stop trusting in God, that this is my security, my house, my retirement, my whatever, my income. But either one can uh, be a little dangerous if you're not careful. Just like that crazy mic. Um, and uh, so the whole idea is use money to love people, but it's very easy to do the opposite. Use people to love money if you're not careful. So if you're one of those people where it felt like, man, you know, wow, seemed like he used me. Um, you know, sorry, that's not my intent. But again, in the financial world, um, it can always come off that way. But again, God wants to, you to use your money to love people, not people to love money. But uh, just a good principle to remember. So when I tell you be generous, and actually the Bible here said it right here. I gave you the message translation, that first one I highlighted. Be as generous as you can. What's the first thought that comes to mind? Okay, yes, you can in Spokane. Very good. like the rhyme. Thanks, Tav. Um, but as far as what to be generous with, um, what came to mind? Money? Okay. Anything else? Time? Okay, good. Good, we're talking the right crowd. We'll talk about both. Um, and the third is talent, which is what this book is about, helping you understand what talents or what gifts God has given you. The more you understand, again, these guys, Douglas talked about playing the horn and how beautiful it is to see his talent. You don't want to see me playing that horn up here. Uh, I don't have a gift of music, and so the more you understand what God's given you, the more what you give will really be a, a gift rather than, well, something other, um, and knowing your gifts will help you do that. So um, it's time, treasure, and talents are three things that we'll talk about. So we'll talk about all those three things, um, and ultimately, it's pretty good if you can package good threes. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, time, talent, treasure. Um, and we're going to talk more about the package versus the gift versus the heart in giving. Or again, just that simple idea. I think good things come in threes. And um, if you can balance those three well, then I think your, uh, your generosity or giving will go well. So, tithes, offerings, and alms. There's actually only three kinds of giving that the Bible talks about. You guys all said money first, so I'll start with money. There's three kinds of giving. Everyone know what tithes is? Pretty straight up, not too difficult. Point one on the calculator, you got it. Um, and multiply. It is 10% of your income. It is not rocket science. Um, you can debate what is tithing. Your calculator tells you. Um, and uh, it's also interesting to think, you know, depending on how you're wired, and I guess what's interesting for me when I did this book, said, okay, gift of giving was one that I had. So to me, this is fun. That's why I get to talk about this. Um, 
But again, you can't give something that you don't have. So you may not be a person who's as wired with the gift of giving. You might have the gift of poverty. How many people want that gift? Come on, raise your hand. Oh, less hands all of a sudden. Um, but actually, it can be a beautiful gift in many people's situation to live certain lifestyles where you're just not worried about money, you don't need much. And again, that's a gift from God. Another gift that I figured out from reading this book was a gift of craftsmanship. The dudes who built the ark and all that is what it talked about in the Bible. And uh, you see some of that in here that uh, I always thought, well, I just like playing with wood. This is fun for me and you know, the rest I do for God. But when we got this building 10 plus years ago, it was fun to be some part of helping coordinate the initial fix and doing that kind of stuff. So again, God wants to use your gifts. He wants to use your callings. But back to money, um, tithe's pretty straight up. It's 10%. Who knows what offerings is or are? What's, what's the difference between a tithe and an offering? Yeah, Beth? Yeah, on and above. Something special. In fact, does anyone know what the Bible actually says about the tithe? It says it's the Lord's. <laughs> That's what I said earlier. Well, in fact, this reminds me of this church that I got saved in. Um, the pastor liked to use this comment. Say, turn to the person next to you, grab their wallet, and give like you've never given before. <laughs> um, you know, it's sort of a fun way to think of it. You know, that, hey, if the money really isn't yours, it's pretty easy to give, whether it's, you know, so turn to the person next to you, look into their portfolio, and give like you've never given before. Um, so tithes really, you could make an argument, is it really giving? I mean, it's the Lord's. Um, it's just participating with him. If anything, it's generous that he gives us the freedom or the choice. And he actually says there's a bit of trouble if you don't because you're messing with his money. Um, but, you know, not to try to motivate you with negativity. Uh, but, you know, I didn't make it up. Um, <laughs> the Bible says that, that he wants to bless you and he can't bless you unless you give him back that first 10% that's really his. Um, it's in um, Habakkuk, I believe. Um, and, um, or no, that one's in Malachi. Close, close to the book of hesitations. Um, but... Um, so tithes given 10%, offerings going on and above given extra, and then there's alms. What's alms? To the poor, that's right. So again, the question for you, how balanced are you? Which one do you love, and which one is your weak spot? And again, this is for your own consideration, but the more you're aware of what you're good at and what you're not, hopefully you can work on being relatively balanced. I know I had to think after a while, wow, you know, God's blessed me, I like given at church, or there was a pastor off in Europe where I thought I was going to go work with him at one point and make enough money that I could help him do his ministry, and thought, oh, this is great, and I realized, what am I doing for just the needs in Pullman, and it was, I'm like, wow, well, I guess I'm really missing something here, and it got to be fun to figure out how to do alms, and, you know, got on the United Way board and figured out how to do public civic charity, which is a whole other challenge, um, you know, is that scripture in the Bible, it says, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing, most civic charities like stand up and take a bow because <laughs> you just gave some money. Like, wow, this is different. Uh, managing ego and expectations and public charity. Well, there's lots of different ways to do it, but however you do it, think through what's your strong suit, uh, what's your challenge, and think about how balanced you are. And there's a way to uh, look for those opportunities and tithes, offerings, and alms, and um, you know, ask God, where do you want me to balance that? So that's the financial side. Now, how many of you know how many times the Bible talks about tithing in the New Testament? Yeah, it's zero. It doesn't at all. But what examples do you have of giving in the New Testament? Yeah, incredible generosity, extreme generosity. Um, and so it's not about the rules. It's about the heart. And again, we're going to talk about, first we talked about, you know, packaging, how it's packaged. We'll talk about the gifts. But ultimately, we'll talk about heart. If you get the heart right, the details don't matter as much. Um, so, bottom line, if you look at stuff in the New Testament, all kinds of giving happened without any rule, without any expectation, because it was in their heart to do so. Um, so, um, Let's just try to keep that in mind and say, God, you know, 
give us the right heart that we want to give. Help us see how much you've been generous with us, and then it's relatively easy to go somewhere with this. Um, so we've got time, we've got uh, talent, we've got treasure. Um, some of you have the problem of trying to give what you don't have. <laughs> Again, you, maybe you read a book, you convinced that you have something. I thought at once I had the gift of pastoring. That's my... Um, <laughs> it's really freeing to recognize I should give money to people who can really do this um, and we're both ahead <laughs> um, but what, what are you doing if you give something you don't have you literally can just go to the next bank find a gun and say give me that and go give it to the poor right what would that be stealing right right yeah now you're probably not tempted to do that specifically but you might say well I'm going to give time that you don't have. You've got more primary commitments and all of a sudden you break everything you feel comfortable with and all of a sudden you're giving time in a way and what do you end up doing? Burned out, resentful, hurt because you gave time you didn't have. So again, that's important to remember. God's not asking you to give what you don't have. He's asking you to be generous, occasionally extremely, but uh, just remember God wants you to give from what you have, not what you don't have. And uh, it's okay to recognize, hey, there is a limit. I can only give what I have. Um, so, um, another key thing w w as we think about all this, well, anyway, any more on the package you guys want us to talk about, tithe, offering, alms, are we pretty clear on that? And again, just wanted to say thanks to all you guys, or Douglas? Give your money, your money. That's right. Yeah, don't give the other guys, unless they put the wall in your hand and say, please give this. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, we've got certain governments that uh, prove how painful that can be. Um, and they try to control all that. Um, and um, so when we think about packaging, God wants to give you time. And if you think about that, if you're an overachiever like me, it's a delightful gift to think God wants to give me a day off. Like, wow, I would have never done that. You know, I can just keep working, right? I can get more, right? More is always better, right? Well, no, it isn't. <laughs> God wants to give you a break. God wants to give you time and margin in your life. Um, and he wants to give wealth and relationships. Again, if you went back to what I highlighted in red, a lot of this stuff on these scriptures is about relationships. You know, give people a holy hug. Um, again, that's a good example. You know, I'm not a big hugger. You know, grew up youngest of five boys. You know, the only affection you would show is hurt somebody. Um, but, you know, okay, some people like the hug. I can do the side hug. This is great. Um, and... Um, the whole point is God wants you to be generous with those relationships. So those are some of the packages. When you think about giving the gift, what are some principles that will help you to give successfully, to give faithfully, to give in a way that works? Um, one is give freely. Give without hooks. Recognize there's times where you're negotiating expectations, but you're not really giving. You're leasing. If you're giving, it's like, okay, God bless you. You know, you do it. They might appreciate it. They might uh, really disrespect it. But if you give it freely, then it'll make it easy for you to keep giving, whether given or not. Another key principle I'd ask you to think about is let God do the math. You might think this is the best, most amazing gift ever. And God says, well, you know, I think you were doing that for attention. You got all the attention you wanted. I'm not impressed. <laughs> um, there's a couple scriptures about that. Um, and frankly, we often don't know our own heart, but I like to put it this way. Let God do the math. Let him figure out what's most important. Some things that we think are the home runs are um, things you think, oh, no, you're doing that for yourself. Uh, other things, and many of you know that scripture where people get to heaven and Jesus say, thank you for taking care of me. And they're what? What'd I do? Well, you gave me a cup of water. Like, what? What are you talking about? Well, there was this poor person, and that was me. You gave that unto me. You did that because you were following me. And he'll say thanks. Other times, people cast out demons, do miracles in your name, and he's like, what? I don't know you. You didn't do that for me. Um, pretty amazing. So again, important to let God do the math, um, and don't worry so much about the big deal versus the little deal. Another important principle when you start to giving is recognize, well, we don't have any farmers in here. Farmers got this down. Do you give and receive in the same season? No. <laughs> you sow in one season, you harvest in another. So we've got to learn patience. Um, 
and just recognize it's not a really quick kind of thing. Usually the quick turnaround usually isn't uh, the high quality stuff that really matters. Um, and so, um, you know, I think of in our lives, we were given some money when Angie and I were first married and there was a family member in need and we were able to say, okay, God, I guess you want us to give this. So we gave it away. Um, at the time, I was like, okay. That was all the money we had and we kept living on beans and rice and uh, we didn't go hungry, but, you know, that money might have been nice. Well, now that family member has given to our family in all kinds of ways and supported us in ways that's amazing. So just know they'll come in different seasons, uh, moved into town to help support the family and all this stuff. Probably had something to do with uh, all those kids that uh, they could be around. I'm sure it wasn't me. Um, but um, just recognize, let God do the math, let go of the hooks, and it'll come in and go in different seasons. Um, but So that's the package, that's the gift, and probably most important in all of it is the heart. God really wants, God looks at the heart. That's the whole point where you get the strikeout and the home run in heaven. God looked at the heart of giving that littlest thing that was done purely as unto him, the big deal that really wasn't. Um, so ask God to release compassion um, in you to give with your heart. Say, okay, that's great, but what if I'm the kind of person who never feels that excited about giving anyway? Um, and again, you may not be. If you don't have a gift of giving, you might go, okay, that's great. I'm supposed to feel it. Well, I never feel it. Well, let me tell you how you can feel something. Take one of these, write that cause or write that person's name on it, sign it, and send it to them. <laughs> and it's pretty simple. Jesus said it much more eloquently. He said, wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be. We get that backwards all the time. Well, if I just felt it, I would give to you. Well, no, if you feel like God's really needed to do that, start giving, and you'll be amazed how in time you're like, wow, I really love that person. You know, a lot of us have put a lot of time and effort into this building. I know Russ and Janie, you guys have put a good bit of time into this place, and, um, you know, you've got some heart. You've got some appreciation because of the time and effort that have gone into it. Um, now, I think you started giving for the right reasons and, and loved it right from the beginning. Um, but again, you can direct your heart with your wallet. It's a key thing to remember. Don't have to wait for that feeling, those goosebumps. They're fun when they happen. Um, but just remember uh, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. And also remember that uh, money is a mirror of your heart. If you're saying, well, where is my heart? Well, look at this thing. <laughs> where have you been putting your money? That's where your heart is. We want to get all mystical. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's really not that tricky. Um, where you're putting, well, it's really two things. You take both of these. This is my mini version of the old pocket daytimer. I used to have a bigger one, but it's on a diet. Um, look at your calendar and look at your wallet. That's where your heart is. Um, and uh, say, God, help me, uh, help me be generous. Give with your heart. So I'm going to wrap it up with a couple more just simple practices, just kind of practice. Um, give as unto the Lord. Just release your hopes and expectations to him. The more you do that, the more you're going to enjoy it. And uh, how many of you ever felt the Lord say thanks to you? Yeah, sometimes it's pretty amazing, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it really humbles, really breaks your heart. Like, what? That was no big deal. Like, but when God says thanks to you, just like, and he wants to release that to you in faith. I want to release this silly microphone. Um, and uh, <laughs> he, he enjoys saying thanks to you. Be listening for that if you're giving as unto him. Um, and um, also you be thankful. The more you're thankful for what God's given you, the easier it is to give with that. Um, other practice things, sometimes it's easy to, there's competing agendas. There is only limited time and uh, money when you think of these two things. Um, it's like, okay, I'd like to give like Ed Schweitzer, but I probably have a little smaller checkbook than he does. Um, so maybe there's a limit. Um, that uh, go with the peace of the Lord. Again, just like I told you, when I decided I was going to stay in Pullman, I had tons of reason why that was crazy and I should have left. But every time I looked at it, I just didn't feel peace. Just every time I thought about staying in Pullman, I felt like, okay, I guess that is the right thing. Makes no sense, but could work out. Should be fun. Um, <laughs> go with the peace of God. He wants to give you peace. Or give. Don't give under compulsion or pressure. Um, let the peace of Christ rule. 
And then keep it systematic, keep it simple. Too often we try to get complicated. Again, what's tithing? 0.10, hit the times button. It's pretty straight up. <laughs> um, if there's ministries that you care about and love, it's really your passion, it's part of your gifting, um, give there. Um, and if you're a couple, you know, honor and respect each other. You know, if the other one really doesn't feel so great about it, you know, wait till both of you do. You don't want to create divide and that kind of stuff. And again, give what you have. Don't worry about what you don't have. Um, don't try to steal from things that uh, you're given what you don't have, whether it's time, talent, or treasure. Um, so those are just some principles. Um, and all this, what's more fun about giving is giving is always about people. <laughs> um, this whole story, when, if you read it there in 1 Corinthians, is a bunch of, to a certain degree, blah, blah. Who are these people, Apollos and all these people, we've never met them. But it's really talking about the relationships. Um, that God cares about the relationships that you're in. And he wants those to be generous relationships. He wants you to be able to give as unto those. I think there's some simple principles in this. That first one that I've highlighted there in red. Be as generous as you can. Again, don't worry about what you can't give. Let it go. Um, one that I didn't uh, highlight that I should have, a couple sentences below, is to whomever you delegate. If you're going to be successful in your giving, you've got you to understand agency. You can't do everything. Give it to people that are going to do it. Again, it's fun to see this church as a church that supported people like Annie and InterVarsity predecessors many generations back. You know, they do a way better job at reaching college kids than I do. I try, and they're like, okay, Grandpa, why are you talking to me? Um, you know, she talks to them and she gets somewhere. Um, she's way more effective than I'm going to be at it. Um, so, um, and again, give with your heart is in there. Um, give words of encouragement. This is a good reminder for me. As I told you, I like to tease. Not everybody feels encouraged when I tease them. Um, some people just want me to hear, I'm proud of you. I love you. That was amazing. That was great. And um, I've learned to, to do that more than what's natural. And... Um, Again, the holy hugs are good. And uh, above all, the love. As it says there at the very, again, I love you all in the name of Jesus. And again, we're going to wrap it up here pretty quick. But ultimately, whether you're here for the first time or you've been here lots of time, God wants you to know that he loves you. And he wants you to accept the greatest gift we sang about it. Hopefully you've heard about it as Jesus taking our shame and giving us joy, taking our debt and given us delight, um, taking all of our brokenness and given us healing. And whether you're at the point, say, okay, I need to reaffirm my surrender to God. I want to give everything to you. Or I need to make a commitment. I need to just open everything and say, God, it's yours. Um, we're going to give you some time to do that. Um, and uh, you give as unto the Lord, and he'll give you back way more than what you can imagine. Um, so let's take a minute and let's pray. And if that's you, you know, open your heart to God. And if that is you, talk to somebody about it. Again, your giving on one hand is very private. Left hand, right hand, don't try to get attention. On the other hand, it's very public. You know, people know where you give. It's your life, um, where you invest time. So if you're like, okay, I need to recommit my life to God, tell somebody and tell them now. Make it public, just like, you know, I'm happy to express the delight in my gal. Everybody knows this is Miss Feirstein. Um, and uh, so let's take a minute and let's ask God to speak to us. God, I pray that you would release your favor, release your joy. Help us see your kindness, your generosity, what you see in us, how you love us. And that amazing gift of your son Jesus who bridged that divide between your perfection, your holiness, and our brokenness. God, thank you that all you ask is to give up, to give over, to give into you, and you fill us full of your life, your healing. God, I remember that day where I felt forgiven and free and alive for the first time I could remember. And God, if anyone's here in that place, Lord, draw them by your Holy Spirit. Draw them to you. Give them that courage to speak to people around them and to, to walk in that life. Lord, for those of us that are attempting to do that, attempting to follow you, Father, we pray that we would hear your heart. Help us hear your words of thanks where you want to
Encourage us. God, help us be the people that, uh, that give generously, give kindly, give as you do. So, in Jesus' name. All right. Well, again, if that's you, talk with someone today. Now, I wanted to uh, call some people out and call some people up. There actually have been remarkable examples of this, and it's good we talked a little bit about this building um, because they've built it with their hearts, they've built it with their hands, they've built it with their wallets, and that's Russ and Janie. This uh, may be, yeah, you're feeling good a second ago, weren't you? Um, <laughs> I'm not going to call you out. And it's mostly be- not because we want to embarrass you. I know you've done what you've done is under the Lord, and, um, but you guys have been an amazing example of generosity and kindness that I can think of in so many ways. Again, we've been good friends, and that's where it's hard to see you guys, uh, hard to see you guys make that move, but you're following the Lord. He's He's opened this door for you, and uh, we're happy for you, on the other hand. But look at the tapestries. Those used to be moldy carpet. It was not near so pretty. Um, Janie, I don't know how many hours you spent, you know, graciously volunteering doing that, and that's just, you know, one of so many things. Russ, for a decade, most of these rooms that are finished off, a lot of that is Russ's work. So um, we want to say thanks to you guys. And want uh, you to hear that from the Lord. You know, thanks for your heart. Thanks for giving to people, whether it's the building, but more in hearts, international students that would never step foot in this church. You fed them in your house week after week, showed them God's love. And uh, I know he appreciates that. And, you know, reaching out to the kids and loving on them um, in ways that was meaningful. So why don't you guys come on up? We'll have a couple of, uh, we're going to make you stand here and make this really awkward. Um, But no, we want to bless you. Um, so any of you who would like to come up and pray over Russ and Janie, we want to send them out with a blessing. They've been a blessing to us. They've been a blessing to this church. And um, God may have a word of encouragement for you. It may have a, just a word. Yeah. Yeah, and here's a microphone. You guys can. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, tell us what's happening. <laughs> We are leaving Pullman, although only most of us are leaving. Uh, we'll be back quite often. Our youngest son, Nick, still lives in town, and we're still season ticket holders. So we'll be back for football games. But uh, we're moving to Ellensburg. Uh, our daughter and her husband have a five-month-old son there. So we're going to be uh, closer by grandparents. Um, we have three acres that we're building a barn dominion on. So we're uh, hopefully on Friday when we leave this house, we'll have a storage area for all our stuff while the uh, residential portion of our barn dominion uh, gets started work on. So we might be living in a trailer in a garage of our barn dominion for several months. Um, so, if you come to Pullman and we need a place to stay, we're, we know where to come. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we hope they'll be generous. They'll be generous. It really has been a great church home for us. Uh, We moved here in 2000 and um, some of you know Chad and Wendy Jeffrey. Um, I was working for WSU and I was in, I think probably the first couple weeks I was here, um, I went to a couple of uh, classes uh, just kind of learning more about the university and leadership training and stuff. I met Chad there, and he invited me to the church. So, the last 19 years that we were where we've been going. So, we're going to miss our church family here. We're uh, looking forward to new things in, in Elkhart, but uh, we do have a lot of, lot of roots and ties here. And we appreciate and love all you guys. Amen. Yeah, and thanks to Russ, uh, there's many more blessings all around the world. He's greatly expanded the reach of Cougar Gold while he's been here. Right? <laughs> Blessing people all around America and around the world. So, 
Thanks for the good work with that. So come on up, you folks that like to pray, and I'll let you take the map and or the uh, not the map microphone, the other M, <laughs> um, and uh, pray or share a word of encouragement, whatever is in your heart. Lord, give me a prayer for you. Um, um, Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 16. My, our hearts, and I pray this for our church, our hearts are always full and overflowing with thanks to God for you as we constantly remember you in our prayers. We pray that the Father's glory to God our Lord Jesus Christ would impart to you the riches of the Spirit of wisdom and the Spirit of revelation to know Him through your deepening intimacy with Him. We pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of His call. That is, the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that He finds in us, His Holy Ones. We pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray this day. I pray this day, Jack. Father, we just are so grateful for the kindness you've given us in James. It's impacted all of us, Lord, not just this physical building, but we just thank you that their brotherhood and sisterhood Lord, has been so genuine. And Lord, we just thank you that you are making a place for them and you see them. And we ask that your hand would be on them, that they would not turn to the left or the right because they hear your voice and they know what the next part is that we do. We pray that you would help them to find their next and that you would be people along the way to help them and encourage them 